Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. And I'm producer Maria. Cool. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. I just uploaded an episode and it's audio and video um, about Christmas um, murders and hijinks. It's pretty good. I listened last night. Get on, get on that. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, but only if you're giving us a five-star review. And also, Erios has a hotline, 626-604-6262. Give us a call and we will play your voicemails on our mini episodes. Uh, Melissa, who are our new patrons? We've got Sierra, Rebecca, Kim, Dominique, and Mark. Those are all really good names. It's actually the musician Sierra, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, and Kim Kardashian, which is crazy. Dominique Dawes, the gymnast. Dominique Dawes and um, Mark, Mark, Mark McGrath. McGrath from Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the team, guys. Yeah. I like that the first Mark that we In both those, thought of was Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. It's like, is there another Mark? I don't even, no. I can't even think of a single other Mark. So welcome to the team. Our main episode. Oh, Mark from Blink-182. Hoppus. Mark, Mark Hoppus. Because I just looked at, we're going to discuss a Blink-182 member today. Oh. Um, so 
today is all alien and UFO day, guys. Yes. Recently, the former head of Israel's defense military said that aliens are not only real, said that aliens are not only real, but there is a galactic federation with underground posts on Mars that we're not a part of, but we have been in contact with. This, of course, made us web crawlers go, huh? So, <laughs> so uh, between that and the fact that Tom DeLong of Blink-182's UFO videos have turned out to be real. That's right. Yes. Uh, the, the government, like, verified saying, yeah, mm-hmm. the, these are unidentified flying objects. We do not know what they are. Uh, we decided to dedicate yet another episode to aliens and UFOs. Plus, we have friend of the pod and fan favorite UFOologist John Tenney to explain to us what exactly all this is and what it's all about. So let's get into, into it. First, Melissa, I sent you a tweet that kind of inspired my whole interest in this UFO gate. And it's a super funny audio of this guy pretending what a meeting between the Galactic Federation and America would sound like. How fast are your teleporters? No teleporters. Uh, uh, flying cars? No. Uh, a high-speed train that goes around the planet? No, you don't have that either. Okay. <laughs> Does everyone have health care? Is there enough food to go around? It looks like some people are starving. You do have enough food. Then why isn't it logistics? Starving because of logistics. <laughs> have you colonized any other planets? Not even Mars. It's right down the street. I mean, things could be worse, right? <laughs> Imagine if you were still fighting over resources. <laughs> oh, you do. Big wars. Oh, and you have a pandemic. Right now you have a pandemic. Oh, no, it's... Jason, bring the san- bring the sanitizer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you still have prisons. Oh, Jason, they still have prisons. What is no homo? <laughs> Why did you turn the wolf into the pug? Good question. Okay, well, I think that should be enough. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Jason, burn their application. It's disgusting. <laughs> the whole planet. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. Neither That's Melissa funny. nor Maria really practiced smile during that, but I was. I thought it was funny. It. I thought it was fun. I was. I thought it was just very, very uh, true. <laughs> it's pretty true. It was too real. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get into the idea of aliens and UFOs. First thing uh, I think we need to distinguish is the fact that UFO does not necessarily mean. Alien from another planet. Right. No, that would be from AAAP. That would be an AAP. 
alien, alien, alien from another planet. A F A P. Alien from oh, another boy. planet. Right. So a UFO <laughs> is just an unidentified flying object. So that means we just don't know what it is. Um, so usually like our first thing is to attribute that to aliens, but mm-hmm. who knows? One thing that interests me is that aliens, um, or suspected aliens and UFOs go as far back as the Bible. They do? Yes. And it can be interpreted that as opposed to God speaking in the Bible, it's actually extraterrestrial beings. There's a belief, and it's funny because we actually talked a little bit about it with Enemy of the Pod, um, Flat Earther. (laughs) Oh, you mean, oh, you mean my, my one true enemy? (laughs) Your arch, your arch nemesis. That is it God that's ruling over us or? or is it odd? (laughs) Or is it odd? Or is it alien overlords, um, who have actually created us as a species and who are, who are ruling over? That's what Mike from 90 Day Fiance also believes. If you're a 90 Day Fiance head. Yes, that he, that it's aliens who are our religion. Um, so let's get into aliens in the Bible. This is a classic Ali Siegel episode, written episode. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> okay, so Ancient Aliens um, in the Bible, which is a book, um, says that Lamech's wife gave birth to the son of an angel with glowing eyes. Is that an alien? Mm-hmm. Moses was led to the promised land by UFOs. We'll get more into about that. And Noah's great-grandfather, Enoch, got actually a heavenly tour of space that he was abducted and went up into space. And this is all quoted actually in biblical verses. So Ezekiel 1, 1 to 28, it says, In the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the exiles by the Chabar Canal, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Now keep an open mind about what God might, might be. On the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King something. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of Chaldeans by the Chabar Canal, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. As I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud with the brightness around it and fire flashing forth continually and in the midst of the fire as if it were a gleaming metal. And from the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures. Four. And this was their appearance. They had a human likeness and then it continues. So... In the Bible, this dude sees a big cloud that's bright with flashing lights, and then metal comes out of the cloud, and then four human-like creatures come out of this metal. That sounds like a spaceship to me. Yeah, those. that sounds like aliens for sure. Yeah, you're telling me, kid. Okay, so then Zechariah 512, it says, Again, I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits and it's width 20 cubits. And then it says again, flying another thing about a flying scroll. Who knows what scroll? I mean, this is all translation over several different languages. Who knows what a quote unquote flying scroll is? When I think of a flying scroll, it's just like a piece of paece paper, paper with like a yeah, tie around it. Blowing like, in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But what's 20 cubits by 10 cubits? Like that seems big, right? What's a cubit? I have no idea. Give it a goog. Okay, so one. Okay, so 10 cubits is 15 feet. Okay, so that's huge. Oh. 20 cubits by 10 cubits. That's like a huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's space. That's a size of a spaceship. But here is basically it says here that that that's a size of a spaceship. Yeah, that's what it, that's that's the that's the equivalency. Um, <laughs> that's the measurement equivalency. And then here's another one that says this Ezekiel 116. As for the appearance of the wheels and their construction, their appearance was like that of gleaming barrel. And the four had the same likeness, their appearance and construction being as if it were a wheel within a wheel. So this is talking about some sort of machine that's in the sky, again, coming out of a cloud that looks circular with with wheels attached to it. A flying car. I mean, just saying. So there's also like a lot of stuff about these characters or people that we know from the Bible being kind of like visited or having encounters or even abductions. So um, Elijah allegedly saw, quote unquote, chariot of fire. So if you were to take that literally, like, was that a UFO? Who knows? Two Kings 2.11. Elijah was taken up by, quote unquote, several chariots for a, quote unquote, tour of heaven. He was taken up into the sky and then he was never seen again. So is this an alien abduction story? Like sounds like it. He was taken up to a tour of heaven, and then he was never seen again. Like he, it didn't say he died. It said he was taken up to a tour of the skies, and then never, never seen again. Oh my god! So like, was Jesus an alien? Is that what Mary? Mary was like abducted. She got implanted. She came back. Yeah, she got implanted. She came back down, and then Jesus was his alien baby, like Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yeah. Mary's the Sigourney of the Bible. Yes. And Jesus is the alien. Yes. He's the predator. <laughs> um, so then, not, okay, so y- we all know the story of Moses getting the, the commandments, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So in, in that story, Moses goes on top of a mountain and then he's surrounded by this cloud. He spends some time, uh, quote unquote, like talking to God while he's like immersed in this cloud. And then he comes out of the cloud glowing with the commandment tablets. Oh, well, that's not normal. So the the people who believe in this alien conspiracy are like, okay, so he was abducted. He went up in a UFO in this cloud. And then the, the aliens gave him commandments of how humans should be living on Earth. And oh, then he came down. With well, the I love that. I love that the aliens abducted him just so they could be like, look, we're some like, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, just like do unto others yeah. as you'd have done unto you. Like, please, don't fuck like, your neighbor's don't wife. Cov- <laughs> yeah, don't covet your neighbors. Like, <laughs> it's so funny to think just, about. Like, <laughs> you know, just like really practical, good things that Moses is like, okay, yeah, cool. These are like really sound. <laughs> yeah. Also, why am I glowing now? Yeah. <laughs> And then to answer your question, Maria, about Jesus on in Mark nine, two through four, I have to look more into this, but there's a passage that says, and Jesus was transfigured before them 
And then he he appears before Moses and Elijah. Here, Elijah had already been missing. So Elijah had been disappeared uh, since this alien communication. And then Moses had been vi- allegedly visited by aliens already when he received the commandments. So like you're saying, was this like Jesus and Moses and Elijah were people who who had contact with alien beings like were they special ones who were who were chosen by the aliens to kind of like create a new civilization so who knows Hmm. and then i sent this to the group chat that was is this the picture you sent that freaky freaky ass yeah that was scary as hell so there's a huff post article called (laughs) look is that a UFO over Jesus's head? And they're no joke are all these biblical paintings from like 1350 um, or between the 14th to 18th century. And they're biblical paintings of Jesus and Mary, etc. And they literally have there's UFOs in the background. There's guys flying in pods oh, yeah. like there's guys flying in little mini pods. Yes, you Crazy. can't deny it. And then there's another painting um, from the National Gallery in London. It's called, uh, it's from 1486. The Annunciation with St. Emidius by Carlo Crivelli. You can look it up. And there's a what looks like a flying saucer in the sky. Um, oh, shooting down. And it's shining a gold, shooting a gold light. Shooting a beam. Onto, uh, yeah, a beam into Mary's bedroom. Into her head. That's when she's impregnating. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like it looks like there's a circular cloud um, and it's shooting gold light into Mary. Um, And then okay, this one with the the one with the disc in the air and then the beams coming down is so scary. Yeah, I mean, that's like a pretty you can take that pretty literally. Then there's another one from the 15th century Madonna and child with the infant St. John. And it's Mary. Um praying over over <laughs> her kids and there's like legit just like a ufo in the background in the background that's so funny <laughs> it's like not even in focus it's literally yeah. just like what's going on like it's just a made like someone added it after the fact <laughs> oh my god and then they have if you go to the I'll, we'll post the the link to this but then yeah. they do a th- close-up oh. and you could see there's a guy looking oh looking look at, at the it. ufo god. There's a guy, literally, there's a Tom DeLonge there being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I got to tell the world about this. <laughs> I, gotta, I have to leave my this band. band. Yeah. Screw this band. I got info. <laughs> I got info. So um, Google the article, look, is that a UFO over Jesus's head? It's a HuffPost <laughs> article. And you will that see there's crazy. literally a ton of biblical art that genuinely shows UFOs in the background. Um, and yeah. this isn't, I mean, and there, these are, you can see these in museums around the world. This isn't um, Photoshop. This is real. <laughs> this isn't scribbled in shit on the wall. You know what I mean? This, <laughs> this isn't is real like shit. Some, which is where Maria yeah. finds most of her art. <laughs> that's, that's the only art I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what are aliens? Ooh, this should be good. And there's several, there's several different types of aliens. I asked my brother what he thought aliens were. <laughs> oh, no. And, and here's two different ideas that he had. He said, first of all, it might be actually us from the future. Oh. And we've done so much damage to ourselves within the next few decades or centuries 
that we end up looking like, you know, like the grays or whatever, you know, we envision aliens to look like. Oh, like radiation, like glowing. Yeah. And so now aliens are going back in time to try to get our current genetic data to see if they can kind of like normalize civilization again. That's one That's idea. Interesting. Also, as opposed to like galactic beings like they're on other planets, maybe aliens are interdimensional because it would take mm-hmm. so long to travel unless they have the technology, which they might. But it it would take so long to travel from like one planet to another that they're probably interdimensional beings that they aren't really from other planets that maybe they're from other dimensions or another time. However, MUFON has, uh, which we've talked about, which is, what does MUFON stand for? The Mutual UFO Network. Right. Like, who is it mutual between? That's <laughs> Has listed the types of aliens that there are and their qualities. Um, and this is from their book, The Extraterrestri- Extraterrestrial Species Almanac, The Ultimate Guide to um, Greys, Reptilians, hybrids and nordics which i guess are all the different types so i'm going to explain them to you just in case you come across one uh, (laughs) so you know the first is called the sagittarians sagittarians look like earth humans they range from about 8 to 12 feet tall so i guess in that way they're probably not very earth-like so maybe like basketball players Basketball players are like six feet. (laughs) Oh my god. Allie thought basketball players were eight to ten feet. Like the Space Jam, like the Monstars. Yeah, the Monstars. Basketball players are like. My my mistake. My mistake. My mistake. You know, eight feet tall, like Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Anyways, as I was saying, Sagittarians are very angelic, pure, and refined. Their eyes shape can be linear or slanty. Their belief system is Sagittarians believe in the cosmic law of one. They are connected to the unseen universe from which all things flow. And they believe in the unity of intelligence. They are geniuses of the physical, biological, and psychological sciences. They're the scientists of the alien race. And it says, like the Draconians and the Greys, they've lost they lost their connection to the source and were unable to ascend to the next dimension of consciousness. So then there's the Alpha Albino Drax. Their physical characteristics is that they're 10 to 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> like soccer players. <laughs> like volleyball players. <laughs> yeah. They're monstrous creatures. They're winged with arms and claw-like hands powerhouse bodies and muscles of steel um they have white scaly skin um they're the royalty apparently but who's making these things up like what who well that's the thing it's like the (laughs) like these aren't facts like (laughs) as i'm reading them i'm like it's these mufon lunatics yeah but do they all live in the same universe or are these like like the Different the, worlds? I don't know. We're going to yeah. have to ask John when he comes on. John is like a UFOlogist, which I don't even really know what that means. So we can ask him. But he he just told me he was on NPR speaking about... Um, <gasps> he was? Kidding. Speaking about aliens. I think speaking so about... So he's ready to slum it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the digital immortals. 
A digital immortal is a hairless human standing uniformly six feet tall. So like, like, a, like swi- a swimmers. swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Michael Phelps. Yeah, Michael Phelps. <laughs> They're androgynous and sex- sexless. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> yes. They are categorized as super beings. They come to get data. Then there are the greys. And that's what we know most commonly as aliens. They're only four to five feet tall. So I have a couple friends, Ben and Paisley. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paisley said Paisley came on an episode and said oh, she went to right. Bohemian Grove. Oh, so maybe she's an I don't alien. trust her. Yeah, their heads are oversized. They have thin frames, lean arms and legs. They are very skinny. Yeah. They have large, dark, bulbous eyes, um, big, big ass heads. Um, They're more menacing, it says. And they are here to complete some sort of service at the cost of any other species. Mm. And then uh, the Sasani beings. Because of the successful hybridization of the greys and humans on Earth, the Sasani feel a kinship to us. So I, it seems like maybe the Sasani are, are, are alien human hybrids. Yeah. So any of us could essentially be a Sasani. What are you talking about? <laughs> think That's about crazy. It. <laughs> but I don't get it because if these are all the different classes of aliens that the MUFON people are into. No one's ever seen one of the like 12 foot tall aliens out well, in the wild. I think, have that, they? I think people are alleging that like they have. I think these MUFON people are like, I have seen aliens this big. Oh, okay. News to me. <laughs> Remember, we met that guy. We interviewed him where he said, like, I met, I was abducted. Yeah, but it's always the grays. It's always those gray, those gray guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's funny also is that, like, I was thinking about this idea that it's, you know, maybe we ruined all our genetic data and it's us from the future coming back to get, like, genetics and then I'm like, mm-hmm. but why are they only abducting people who live in trailers in like the middle of Kentucky to get their <laughs> genetics? Like, why? Like, wouldn't they want to get like so they wouldn't be seen? Yeah, you can't come into L.A. into Silver Lake yeah. and like pluck someone out of you know a big neighborhood because then they'll just tweet about it. Yeah, as True. soon as they get home, they'll Insta story. But wouldn't you want like Brad Pitt's DNA and not like Joe Methhead? Joe Methhead. Joe Methhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so more and more, this is all getting like legitimized. I mean, I don't know about this like reptilian, Sagittarians, 12 foot tall aliens, but the government is starting to to recognize that that UFOs are real. Project Blue Book in the 70s was like the first the first kind of realization from the government that like, okay, UFOs are a thing. What's like so funny to you right now? Dolly just came running in <laughs> and two seconds later, Asher was following her running as well. And they he looked so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in love. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. And I are they like, really? Is yeah, that they're so not nice? brother and sister. They're a boyfriend and girlfriend. And oh, I'm being, I live with a thruple now. Yeah. I'm like being kicked out of my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Project Blue Book was conducted by the United States Air Force, and it started in 1952. However, a termination order was given in 1969, nice, and it was to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security, and it was also to analyze uh, UFO data. Finally, it was released under the Freedom of Information Act. But prior to that, this was all confidential. Oh, right. It released a lot of information 
regarding like UFO sightings that were done that were seen by the military and by the Navy in sightings that like the military were actually looking into. Um, And there were congressional hearings on it in 1966 by the House Committee of Armed Services to look into like the threat of actual UFOs to society. To that effect, like presidents have gone on record about alien sightings. Jimmy Carter, president from 1977 to 1981, reported to have seen a UFO before. Oh, that's right. In Leary, Georgia in 1969. Uh, While governor of Georgia, he said that he wanted to actually file a legitimate report with the UFO Bureau, um, which he did in 1973. He said in an interview, all of a sudden, um, he was with a group of men. One of the men looked up and said, look over in the West. And there was a bright light in the sky. We all saw it. And then the light, it got closer and closer to us. And then it stopped. I don't know how far away, but it stopped beyond the pine trees And all of a sudden, it changed color to blue, and then it changed to red, and then it changed to white. And we were trying to figure out what in the world it can be, and then it receded into the distance. Mm. So he's seen a UFO. President Roosevelt, apparently in a document, said, we have to use our non-terrestrial know-how in atomic energy. It must be used in perfecting super weapons of war uh, to affect the complete defeat of Germany and Japan. Wow. So he was alleging that we have like extraterrestrial knowledge in energy and we have to use that knowledge to to make like nuclear weapons. Dwight Eisenhower said that we have atomic secrets learned from celestial devices. Who knows what that means? (laughs) And then also he taught he labeled something called the Foo Fighters. Not the band. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he was the first member of the Foo Fighters. Now the Foo Fighters, which I didn't realize, were were the what the name that they gave for unidentified objects during um the war. I didn't oh, know that. I had no idea. I didn't know that either. So they thought that it was probably uh German intelligence or German um technology that they weren't privy to yet. Right. But during the war, Navy pilots, um not Navy pilots, um Air Force pilots kept or d- the Navy has pilots, right? The Navy uh-huh. has pilots. Yeah. yeah. So pilots kept reported seeing like weird lights that would um appear and then disappear, flight patterns that they they had never seen before or objects that were moving in ways that they weren't familiar with. The government gave the name of um, unexplainable lights during war. They called them Foo Fighters. Oh, that's fun. You learn something new every day. Yeah. And then Five. the other UFOs. Oh, go ahead. Say what you're going to say, though, Melissa. I feel like there was a joke coming and I cut her off. It wasn't a joke. No, it was <laughs> a joke. Not, he, it was. It's not your... You don't decide what Melissa... Melissa was a joke or not. Oh, I was oh, going to say I one, of the other, was talk. one of the other UFOs is called a Dave Grohl. <laughs> All right. That, it wasn't even... It. It's How not dare worth you, it. Melissa, know that I stood up for you. I stood <laughs> up for you to say that joke. And that's what you said. <laughs> I put my neck out on the line for you. 
So anyways, these food, fight- food fighters. The term food fighters was used by Allied aircraft pilots during World War II to describe various UFOs or mysterious aerial phenomenon. It was named by the 415th Night Fighter Squadron who kept seeing these during the period. They assumed that they were just German war pra- planes, but they were unexplainable. The Robertson panel explored uh, possible explanations. The Robertson panel was a government um, organization for instance, that they were electrostatic phenomenon similar to St. Elmo's fire. They had weird electromagnetic activity. All these like quote unquote foo fighters that, that would come into contact. And they were named after like the nonsense word foo, like fooey. Like what are these fooey? fooey the fooey fighters. The big thing that came out recently was this weird galactic federation thing. So on December 8th, the Jerusalem Post published an article with the following headline. The Galactic Federation has supposedly been in contact with Israel and the U.S. for years, but are keeping themselves a secret to prevent hysteria until humanity is ready. Mm. Um, And this is released by Chaim Eshed, um, who was the former head of Israel's Defense Military Space Directorate. However, let it be known that he has a book coming out soon. So a lot of this is this like, is this publicity for his book? Like, who knows what's going on? He said, the unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Um, He told the newspaper, as Shed said, cooperation agreements have been signed between the species which alleges that the aliens and humans are able to speak in some sort of written language with one another. And then I guess like contracts or something that they do and understand and like obey by, including an underground base in the depths of Mars. Ooh, yes, sick. Where there are American astronauts and alien representatives just hanging out. That's fun. Yeah. Which like is literally from the movie Men in Black. Like I think this guy (laughs) saw Men in Black and like had a fever dream. (laughs) There is an agreement between the US government and the aliens. Um, They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. So saying that humans, human like the, the presidents and government have signed off on like abductions or human experiments by aliens. Ashed added that President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrial's existence, and he's been on the verge of revealing information, but was told not to in order to avoid mass hysteria. I think that if Trump knew about aliens, he would have said something in five minutes. I think so, too. Yeah, (laughs) he would have been on some sort of Adderall steroid binge and would have just been like, also, if you guys want to know about aliens, reelect me and I'll tell you about it. Like, there's no way he would have kept that secret. Ashed continued saying they have, they meaning the aliens, have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. His claims followed the the release and declassification of all those um, Tom DeLonge videos from 2004 and 2015 and reports of top secret Pentagon programs. Um, in July, the Pentagon stated that the program was disbanded, but a Senate committee to report from June revealed spending on a program called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. 
So money is being spent on these alleged programs. Astrophysicist and former consultant for the UFO program since 2007, Eric W. Davis, told the New York Times in July that he gave a classified briefing to the Defense Department agency as early as March regarding off-world vehicles not made of this earth. And in September, the U.S. Navy acknowledged that three UFO videos that were released by former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge and published by the New York Times were real. So we're going to have John Tenney on. He's been on before. He was in for our seance episode. He's a, a witch, a paranormal expert, and a UFOologist to tell us all about like what's going on here. Yet, but I, so I guess you're all ufologists right now since you're talking and discussing UFOs. So welcome to the club. Sick. I'm adding Thank that you. to my bio. Um, okay. So <laughs> first and fourth, that was like so not very funny. commonly though in like the community, like very commonly we call ourselves ufologists. Mm, I like that. Sick burn. Sick self burn. Yeah. Okay. So um, first and foremost, just generally pop off about what you think we should know. <laughs> Or I could start with specific questions, but I feel like there's stuff that you think like baseline stuff you think we should know. Baseline stuff you should know. So 
for as long as there have been humans, they've seen weird things in the sky. Yeah. For as long as there have been humans, we have had some kind of thought or idea that there are brothers, sisters, and fathers and mothers that live in the sky that come and visit us. Mm. We've formed religions around that throughout all of history. It seems quite odd that there's no good reason why we should have those ideas, and yet they persist. And people continue to see things in the sky that they don't understand and continue to claim that they're meeting with people from outer space that uh, we can't really, I mean, you can disprove some of it, but it happens at such a great level, you would think that there would be a lot of investigation and and money put into it. But people say like, no, you're just crazy, so we're not going to study it. Yet if something was happening for 3,000 years to millions of people, you would think there would be some money put toward it. Mm -hmm. We talked about... um, aliens in the bible sure yeah there are all those photos uh or paintings <laughs> not photos yeah there are all those photos you know those classic photos no but there's actually like biblical paintings um that are in museums now that show ufos or some sort of unidentified objects in the background of them right and you have to remember like these are people historically that never saw an airplane they never saw a rocket right. and so when When they said they saw something in the sky, they had to use their own frame of reference. So they would say a ship or they would describe it as a boat or they would try and find other words. Like you said, in the Bible, there's a whole chapter of Ezekiel where Ezekiel talks about seeing God come down in a fiery cloud. And he's described as like a wheel within a wheel with with landing pads. And like he's trying really hard to describe technology, but he doesn't have the words or the frame of reference reference, to do it correctly. Oh, my God. How embarrassing for him. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. And in the Bible, too, you know, when Moses and, and was wandering the desert, he was led by a pillar of fire in the sky. And at night, it became a bright star. And they followed it. And it left a smoke trail so they could they could follow it. So, yeah. like, they're trying to describe something. At the same time, too, like, we don't know what they're trying to describe. We just know that they don't have a good frame of reference for it. Right. And we talked about when when Moses got the commandments that he was like went up to the mount and was surrounded in like a, a cloud and disappeared for a while and then came up with these like rules. Like, could he have been abducted? Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's some curious things about when he goes to the mountain, it gets surrounded by the huge cloud. He goes up. There's a bright flaming light on top. I've always found this really interesting. God tells him, like, I can do anything. I'm about to give you the rules for humanity, but you have to turn away. You can't look at me because you'll be blind. But the thing is, is like, if God can do anything, can't he like turn it down for like 30 seconds while he's talking (laughs) to Moses? (laughs) Like, like he's like, no, I'm so bright and I'm, I'm so powerful. Like you can't even gaze upon me. And so then what was that? Is it some kind of radiation or was it really some kind of bright light that they just couldn't turn off for whatever reason, like some illumination? Maybe the dimmer switch was broken. It was broken. Right. Um, (laughs) The radiation thing is interesting because we had we had talked about a theory that maybe aliens are just us from the future having been really fucked up genetically from like radiation Mm -hmm. or pollution or whatever. And that it's us coming back to now trying to fix, you know, the current climate so that things don't end up, you know, horribly for us. Yeah, that's a a somewhat popular idea, because when you look at all of the original kind of modern contactee reports of people in the 1940s, 50s and 60s, all the aliens look like humans. Yeah. But 
their message is don't mess around with atomic energy, try and be nice to each other, don't pollute the planet. Like they have this overwhelming message of like, you have to start being nice to each other. You can't fight with each other. And that's the opposite of what we are doing <laughs> currently. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so this is weird when you talk about time travel too. So like, if you look at the abductions that happened in the 90s and 2000s, where it's like small gray creatures with big eyes and they're abducting people, if aliens are us moving backwards in our time, then that means the abductions and stuff in the 2000s and 90s are us in the future abducting people and saying, no, that didn't work. So then they go further back in time. They look more human and they start telling people, don't mess around with the planet and don't use atomic energy. So as you go further back, they start to look more human. Oh, that's that's crazy. Two things. Um, to the effect of like when the aliens are like take care of the environment and things like that. Remember, there was that um large alien sighting at that school. I can't. I was remember. in Rua in uh yeah yeah, and the message all the kids got was like the aliens told us to be nice to the environment and like to recycle. Yeah, yeah, they're like the aliens came to our playground and told us all to recycle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then also um. Our question was also like, if aliens are coming back to do genetic testing on us, why are they always doing it from like bum fucks in the middle of nowhere? Like, wouldn't they want some prime DNA? Well, that's where you get into like what's what's an alien and what's like the government using aliens as a way to like do things to us. Like, if they could convince people that they're doing testing, they would use rural folk who don't mean very much, and then like oh, we're aliens, and that's the memory people have. It's like the where, like, I don't, th- I don't think aliens, our motivations for aliens seem so strange to me because we apply, like, human logic to aliens. Right. And so someone says, like, why don't aliens ever land on the White House lawn? Like, if they're real, why don't they just land in the middle of Los Angeles and, like, reveal themselves? But the thing is, if you're a hyper-dimensional, highly advanced technological race that can traverse the inky blackness of space... right. Like you, your technology is so advanced. I always tell people like the analog is when is the last time anybody flew to Japan to explain math to a cat? Like you just wouldn't do it. It's ridiculous. Not it wouldn't recently. understand. Yeah. It wouldn't know I'd what you're doing. I'd be interested in doing that, actually. Yeah, that actually sounds right up Melissa's alley, to be honest. <laughs> Have you been to those cat cafes in Japan? Those cats are... That would be a cats. nightmare for me. I'm allergic to cats. Um, okay, so... What are your thoughts on this whole Galactic Federation thing that's recently come up? Is that like a ploy from this guy who wants publicity for his book? Or do we think that there's some sort of substance to that? What are are your thoughts? So the first thing is he was doing an interview talking about all the things that he thinks about. And he, he started talking in one section. He started speculating about other UFO books that he had read. And Mm. he started talking about... Some people think that there are galactic civilizations and some people have written that the government is in contact with UFOs. And and then when it gets translated and then Uh. sent out to the major presses, they start pulling clips where he is like, and then he started talking about a galactic civilization and how the government, and then it got all blown out of proportion. And he was actually quoting like some pretty crazy racist conspiracy theorists. Oh, wow. And so it becomes super problematic. Yeah, he was talking about a book called Behold a Pale Horse by a guy named Bill. Cooper. Um, and that is a very problematic book. And Bill's story is pretty wild and crazy. And 
But we also know that all those alien contacts and stuff, there have been stories of galactic federations and galactic civilizations and that people have been in contact, whether it's the Altherius Society, which is a UFO church that still exists. What? Wait, tell talk. us more about that. What's that? <laughs> the Altherius Society was formed by a guy named George King back in the 50s. He was a mountain climber and he started doing transcendental meditation. That'll get you every time. <laughs> he started channeling... <laughs> he started channeling uh, Jesus and Hercules from outer space. Hell yeah. And th- wow. Yeah. And then then he for- he started channeling a being called Altherius. Mm. And so he created a church. And there's a big one in Los Angeles. There's one in my oh. too. And uh, they build these boxes that they channel all of their good meditative energy into. And then they spread it out all over the earth to try and create Whoa. peace. We should go there. So... I took transcendental meditation at the David Lynch Foundation, and now I get constant emails about if I want to see Katy Perry do transcendental (laughs) meditation. And I'm like, get me out of here. I'd rather do TM with the Altheans. Um, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Go go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so there have been forever, there have been stories about galactic federations. And he was, that guy was just mentioning that he had read books. And again, no matter how smart you are or like what your history is, like people are crazy. Like, and people can say crazy things. Anyone, just because you're, I know a lot of PhDs and a lot of good scientists that are bonkers nuts like (laughs) they get that way from being really smart and sometimes they believe really crazy things it's a curse that's why i'm glad that i have a low iq (laughs) (laughs) um Um, my question my question is you know all that being said you know there's this new i haven't seen it yet but there's this new phenomenon documentary that just came out and all that stuff so and and it seems like now people are saying like oh the government is starting to talk about this stuff they never were talking about before. Do you think there's validity to that? Or do you think it's just people grasping onto things that aren't really there? I think that, so it's hard because I've done this for, you know, 30 years. And so I have the ability just from being in it for so long to see trends. And one of the trends, one of the kind of cyclical trends is the government is going to disclose UFOs. Like I've, I've been through this like four or five times just in 30 years, (laughs) but it's like in the 1940s, you know, the, the government created project sign to study UFOs. And then that became project grudge. And then that became project blue book. And then like, so the government has always been studying UFOs. They've always been interested in it because they want to know if it's something we should be defended against. If it's some kind of threat to the United States, you know, the military loves a good way to generate some revenue, but, The other thing is, too, we have to realize, I do, and I I say this on Twitter to people when they get really excited, they're like, oh, this former military guy is talking about, you know, UFOs. And it's, it's like, well, in when Project Sign and Project Grudge were created, like Major Donald Kehoe from the United States Air Force was one of the guys who like wrote one of the first books on flying saucers and J. Allen Hynek, who just had that huge, they did a project blue book television show. Yeah. He was the astronomer at the university of Chicago who believed in UFOs and Gerald Ford 
when Michigan had a huge sighting flap in 1966, he went on the floor of the Congress and called for UFOs. Dennis Kucinich got on the floor and called for a UFO investigation. Kucinich like, this called is... for UFO investigation. Yeah, he that's cool. He he saw UFOs like three days after talking to Shirley MacLaine. Like the, no one ever <laughs> talks about that story. That's but, amazing. <laughs> but this has always happened. We've just never had communication technology the way we have now. Now it seems right. like a big deal because it seems like everybody's talking about it. And people said, well, it's never been this big before. But like in 1994, Larry King did a four-hour UFO special. And in 1994, oh, that was a, yeah, that was a big deal in 1994. Was that the like, same year that Alien Autopsy It was right around that yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> Is that the guy who I matched with on the Jewish dating app? Yeah, his son. You matched with his son. <laughs> the guy who faked the UFO autopsy, I matched with his son on a Jewish dating app, but yeah. he stopped talking wow. to me. Um, <laughs> Maybe you can find out some more. Yeah. You still have yeah. a lot of questions about that. Uh, and his son, his son was in that movie. His son is an actor who's in um, Jojo Rabbit. Fun fact. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, okay, I do have a question. So I feel like every time I tweet about Tom DeLong, you you don't like it. What are your thoughts on Tom DeLong? Uh, it's one of those, I, I just have one of those personally, and I know that this is work I have to do. Like, I know this is work on my own personality, but like <laughs> Tom DeLong is one of those people who is like, oh, I'm going to be into UFOs now, and then tweets it out, and then everybody's like, holy shit, Tom DeLong is the go-to person to talk to about right, UFOs. Right, right. And then he tweets like, really well-known fakes and he's like look oh, at this shit. and then oh. you're and then people like me are like that's actually the riverside ufo that's a hubcap someone threw in the air in 1957 and he oh. won't respond <laughs> oh. but he'll keep like and look at this one and then there's another fake photograph and then people are like he's the best we need to go to him for information and so he creates to the stars academy right, because, right. because he has money he brings in a bunch of people to work for him who have all have really sketchy histories with UFOs, like have had past where they fake stuff and they've driven oh. people insane with fakes and stuff. Oh my God. And they've, and, but they've worked for the government and now they have funding again and now they're back and no one remembers 1990. And so he's like, no, look, I have all these old timers who are supporting me. And people are like, he does know what's going on. And there's a group of UFO researchers who are really serious about it, who are right. like, we're sliding backwards again. Like, here come these right. same mm. hoaxers from 30 years ago. Shit. Okay, yeah. I get it. We should take down our Tom DeLong shirt because I, I don't <laughs> I don't want but any But he hoaxers. did tweet that video that did turn out to be real, though, right? Yeah, but a, a broken clock's right once a day. I agreed with you immediately. I was like, yeah. that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, but even that video that he tweeted out, like that video was on the internet for like eight years before Tom tweeted it. Yeah, out. that's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was sitting on websites for a long time. Yeah. And then he tweeted that out and, and was like, look at this. Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, it blows up. And so I appreciate that he can bring people into the fold, but at the same time, like whenever anyone tells you like this is the real deal i know what's going on those are really problematic people yes like because no one knows what the fuck is going yeah on. there's no expertise especially in a forum like this right right there's only uh 
theories. Okay. So I think I covered my questions. Pop off about UFOs, Tom DeLong, <laughs> Galactic Federation. Um, do you guys do you guys have any other questions? Have you guys ever seen a UFO? No. No, I think I saw like a, a meteor or an asteroid once when I was in an airplane. And I might have been just drunk on a Bloody Mary and Xanax. But I (laughs) saw like a flying bright thing like speed by the window. Oh, that's scary. Melissa's husband's seen a UFO. Oh, yeah. In uh, Sweden. He talked about on episode like a year ago. Like when he was a kid, he was out walking his dog and like this giant shadowy thing, like triangular thing with three lights on it just like slowly moved over him when he was like a kid walking his dog and he was like what the fuck was that and he swears he's like is this the craziest thing i've ever seen have you john i've seen a couple of weird things in the sky but i think i've talked i've talked about this before like greg and dana and i greg greg and dana newkirk Mm -hmm. we uh we interviewed this guy who was an abductee who said he was an abductee and so we wanted to interview him like in the field where he said he got abducted and we wanted to interview him on the anniversary of his abduction. Oh, my God. So we got all of our cameras and everything together, and we drove out to this field in the middle of nowhere, and we set up, like, all these tarps and lights, and we started interviewing him. And as we started interviewing him, like, a lightning storm started. And it was, it's great because we have we have all this stuff on film, and it's so crazy. So this lightning storm starts, and Greg and Dan and I are like, uh, and, and his name's Bill. Bill is like you know, just a, just a lightning storm. Don't worry about it. So then like we could hear it starting to rain. We had this, one of those cheap blue tarps on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, the really yeah. crinkly ones. And so we could hear it starting to rain. And then all of a sudden we realized like it wasn't raining on our tarp. And so like at one point, like I reach my arm out past the tarp and bring it back in and my arm is soaking wet and it's raining yeah. all around us, but it's not raining on us. What? And Bill like looks and Bill like looks up and he's like, they won't let it rain on us. Don't worry about it. And Greg and Dan and I were like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Right <laughs> and we did. We like packed up all our equipment and ran. As soon as we turned off the cameras and started moving, like it downpoured on us. And we got back to the car and all of the time codes on our cameras were all fucked up. No, like our I batteries had drained. It was all fucking crazy. It was I it, I hate thinking about it. Oh, God. You know, I never (laughs) believed in aliens or UFOs until recently. My mind is like open to the idea of it, but not in like the classic way. Like, I don't think it's like you go up and they probe you. I don't know. I don't (laughs) not in like the movie kind of way, but I am definitely open to the idea of something like greater than us that isn't like God or something like that. That that is that is. Yeah. Yeah. Same or present well and people talk about too like if when i was talking earlier about like super high technology and ancient advanced civilizations like we're at this point now where we're like is there any way we could put our mind in a computer like human beings are trying to figure out how to become kind of non-corporeal yeah so if you have a technology if you have someone who figured that out fifty thousand years ago and they travel the universe not in ships but like as like spirit forms just containing their information like when they got to the planet they'd be ghosts to us like they wouldn't have a physical farm and they might be able to interact with our dreams and like i mean the possibilities are endless yeah yeah so i'm i'm slowly through doing this podcast becoming a convert (laughs) so i'd be interested to see what our listeners think too um john per usual thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate your time um yeah 
Anytime. And you were recently where on NPR discussing this? Yeah, we just, uh, they had me on NPR talking about the guy and his Galactic Federation. Oh, Which do awesome. you like and better, of course, NPR? It was so us. funny. Be- it's so <laughs> funny because the only call that got on the show was like, uh, some guy and he was like, I, this is NPR. I don't even know why you're talking about UFOs. I, I hate this. And he like hung up the phone. And then the host of the show was like, well, it's, it's pretty funny that we only got one call because we usually get like 300 calls when we talk about Taylor Swift. So <laughs> that's that's not just, UFOs aren't that bad. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Well, this is a place where you're going to get 5,000 calls all being like, we love John Tenney. <laughs> Yeah, we've got some cru- we've got people with crushes on you, John. In the yeah, Discord, we have ten heads so you know. in the Discord. So ten heads. Um, <laughs> ten heads. All right. Well, thank you, and I'm sure we will be talking to you soon. We appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. Have fun. Bye. Thanks, Bye. John. I feel like John's my best friend. Yeah, he's like he gets us. I know. You know? I know. I feel like he I'm just gets like, me. like I could go to Michigan and just be like, John, I'm like down the street, and you'd be like, okay, let's go get pancakes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If we ever do a show, we should have John on our show. Like he oh, should be yeah. like just part he of it. Could be like our Bosley or whatever. Yes. Like Charlie's Angel. Yes. <laughs> well, web crawlers. I've got another case. Yeah. Like 100%. yeah, that would be awesome. Well, anyways, if you have any, uh, if you've ever seen a UFO, if you have any information about UFOs, um, if you have any thoughts about this Galactic Federation or if you've ever been probed, please send us an email or pop off in the Discord. We would really appreciate it because uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We fuck Tom DeLong. We are the new uh, authorities on uh, UFOs. Yeah. Anyways, um, I am Allie uh, Blue Book Siegel. I am Melissa uh, Ufologist in Training Stetton. And I'm Maria Ezekiel Blasucci. <laughs> cool. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.